Hey guys, this is Dr. Ashley Dawson, and I'm super excited to share my journey with you and what it takes to build this startup from the ground up. I hope that my story adds value to your practice, career, and even your life. I also hope that you can learn from the successes and challenges because boy, will there be challenges ahead. So buckle up and join me on this journey. Are you ready for this season? Let's do this. What's up, Ashley? Hey, Michael. How's it going? It's going pretty good. How was your weekend? Um, it was pretty good. I was by myself because my husband was in Pennsylvania, but <laughs> I got to hang out, me and my puppy, and watch the fireworks together. <laughs> oh, man. What kind of puppy do you have again? I forgot. Um, so she's a, we thought she was mostly a lab, but we did the DNA test, and she's mostly Rottweiler. So, but she's a, a whole bunch of everything, like Doberman, Rottweiler, um, lab, uh, beagle, all kinds of <laughs> everything, everything under the sun. <laughs> You're like wiener dog, all this other. Right, exactly. Poodle. Uh, <laughs> no, that's cool. Awesome. So this whole time right now, did you go back into your practice Monday working? Um, so I stopped by on Monday, but I mostly stayed at home and just worked on my laptop and just get a couple of last minute things together. Gotcha. When you say work on your laptop, like what is, what does that involve? Like, what are you doing on there? Yeah. So I was, I was able to get remote access. So just logging into open dental and just making sure that like my users are set up in there, like the looking at the schedule, cause we're using flex. So we were able to get a couple people scheduled. So it was just kind of seeing, making sure that the information that they put in there, that it actually populated in open dental and just uh, making sure the new patient forms, if someone did sign up was sent out that, you know, that evening and just making sure that that was all squared away. Uh, and what else was I doing? I was trying to make sure that I ordered my uniforms because we're going to do um, scrub tops and bordered, but I just realized that it never went through. So I was trying to track it down because I thought it got delivered to my apartment, but turns out the order never went through and I never got that error message. So got that handled today, but I was trying to tr spend some time tracking that down. Just a lot of like little, little tasks. Got you. The new patient forms, you, how many new patients are, do you have already in the books? I believe today, my friend from high school, she was able to get her and her parents to schedule. So with them, I think they scheduled today. I think I have maybe like eight patients. Nice. On opening yeah. day? No, not opening day. Just like the first couple of weeks, but mostly next week. And then I think I have like one the following week on Monday. We've actually had a lot of people call, but they're in pain. And so we're not open, but I can count at least, and it's not a ton, but at least probably 20 or 25 people since I've been answering my phone, like maybe a few weeks ago that people just needed same day treatment. So I've been sending them, I think I mentioned last time to my friend Shalini down the street, um, mm -hmm. just cause I can't get, I can't get them in yet until the 12th cause we won't be ready. So that's awesome, man. That's, that's so cool that you're already getting like new patient forms though. You're sending those. Through Flex or what? Yeah, through Flex. Super helpful. I, I've, I've already loved working with Flex so far. They've been very um, awesome to work with. That's cool. I was just talking to Brennan the other day and he's giving everybody like free, free demos. So if anybody wants to nice. check it out, they can go in the show notes below and click on the free demo link. But, um, and then embroiders on the scrubs. Where are you mm -hmm. getting that done? Uniform Advantage. So I, I normally get 
my um, white coats and everything from them because I like like they have like this the cuffs like where it's kind of stretchy and I like to put my gloves over them and they're not like the super most stylish it's mostly like a unisex type style but I feel like it's pretty reasonable price wise later down the road I'll probably get like the fancier type of scrubs and scrub jackets but for now it's doable you know it's pretty pretty reasonable price wise so at least from what I understand how much is it in total then? So with the embroidery, I think I got six jackets with embroidery. Or no, actually I got more than that. So three, six, I think I eight jackets with embroidery. I think it's like right around 400 and some change with oh, the wow. for the jackets themselves and the embroidery and the shipping. But the lady, because of the inconvenience, she actually gave me a discount. So that's with the discount on there. So originally it would have been... I think she gave me like a 10% disc. Oh no, it was like $7 per jacket. So whatever $7 times eight, she, she gave me that discount. My math gotcha. is so it's not 64, 56. Something. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you said people are reaching out to you already, like to schedule you, mainly people who are in pain. How are they calling like your cell phone? Do you have a number up? Is it a Google number? Like how'd you get all that set up? Awesome question. So they're calling the office because we have our office phones. We're using Mango. So we have all of that set up. But before I had the actual office phone with Mango, they were able to set up an app on my phone. So anytime someone calls the office phone, my my phone would ring and it would be labeled instead of just a regular number, it'd be labeled Mango voice. So I know that they're calling the office phone and it's not just coming directly to my cell phone, like a, a vendor that might have my personal number. Um, and so I originally started with the Google number and then I was able to get that transferred over to mango. I forget the term for it. Um, not imported, maybe imported, something like that. Well, they were able to transfer my Google number to my mango. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm. So it's pretty easy then. Yeah, it's pretty easy. So it's like, you know, I picked a, a local area code, obviously, um, so 704, it's the area code here. So I was just looking on when I had my Google voice and then I pretty quickly switched over to Mango and the app's really helpful because you can see if you have a missed call, if you get a voicemail, you know, go to your email and you can listen to it and then call them back and set up your, your voicemails and everything. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. One thing we forgot to mention in the last episode that I want to bring up is your neighbor. He is, the way I said it, neighbor. Um, <laughs> he is, uh, talk to me about your, what, what do they do? Yeah, so it's actually, it's a, it's a she. Um, she yeah. And it's called Get Me Some Green. And I was a little hesitant, obviously, for, we were talking about location. I was like, hmm, you know, they always talk about like, pay attention to your neighbors. Like, you know, so on one side we have curves, which is so it's like older ladies are super cute. They're always working out. Oh, well. Yeah. And then we have get me some green. So she's straight up CBD oil. Like um, who knows once North Carolina legalizes marijuana, she definitely supports it. She mentioned, Um, but she, she has like some machine, I guess that like sends electrical currents through you. And it'll tell you if you have like any kind of illness somewhere, I don't know the accuracy or the name of this machine, but she's like, yeah, I have some people that have like tooth decay, you know, and stuff like that. And like abscess. And so it'll, yeah. you know, read it. So she's like, I'll send people your way. And I'm like, totally fine. I, you know, I don't know how accurate this thing is, but, <laughs> but yeah, so she loves this machine. She rants and raves, but she's got a lot of natural, natural things there. So 
I mean, I'm sure I'll have to like educate myself on all the, the oils and CBD oils and stuff that she has, just because I'm sure patients will probably ask because she is my neighbor. Oh, what do you think of? Yeah. <laughs> like, give me some green. That's interesting. Yeah, Wait, is, exactly. Is the machine that she has like one of those where you put like headphones on and then it reads you? No, I think you hold it. Oh, okay. okay. Almost like a BMI thing, possibly. But you know, like you hold those little machines and it has like the metal on it. So yeah, so it's got, she has one of those. I wonder how accurate that is. I know. uh, So I'll have to get the name of it, but I'm like, interesting. Okay. So we're like, yeah, we're next to, I keep saying we're next to the curves, but I just need to just maybe embrace it. Just like, yeah, we're next to some green. Cause that's (laughs) the first thing you see when you roll in. And I mean, it's obviously going to catch your eye. Yeah. Actually, Curbs yeah. is pretty, I remember that was one of the first, maybe the first year I started ground marketing. They did mm-hmm. really, really well for us when you. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. like they build like partnerships with, uh, I mean, obviously they're like loyal, the people who go there, yeah. right? To Curbs. Right. Curbs points and all that stuff. So then from that point on, they're like te- definitely going to refer. Yeah. Oh, the ladies are so nice. Like they're always popping their head out. Hey, Dr. Dawson, I'm going to send some of my girls over there. You know, make sure you come, you know, try a workout class. And I'll probably be the youngest one there, but I think I'll probably go. <laughs> I hate working out, but I'll probably just go. Uh, wait, <laughs> I mean, if they can do it, I can do it. You're at gymnastics, like, though. I like know, but I've gotten so lazy. <laughs> it's like bad, I'll admit it. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, but that'd be interesting. Yeah, you can like give them all like, a specific like uh, I don't know specific like tour. I don't know whatever you want. Yeah, to write, exactly. Anything like that. That's gonna be cool. <laughs> so. We're going to jump into it. We're mainly going to be discussing like the updates, right? Of what's going on. But at the same time, floor plan today Mm -hmm. in this episode. So let's dive into that on the floor plan. So talk to me about that. How did you decide on the floor plan that you have right now? Yes. So I know it comes out all the time, but I did work with ideal practices. So uh, John is, is his name. He helped me create the floor plan. So, um, so I, I kind of had a couple of options. So my floor plan, we have double doors in the center. We're basically like a a rectangle, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say square, but I think it's more so a rectangle. Um, and we have double doors in the center and then one single door on just like the left side of the, the space. And so from what they explained to me, it was ideal to, it would be nice if like we can have everyone enter on one side of the practice so that you drop straight into your um, guest lobby or your patient lounge area and then kind of go through your flow and then keep your sterilization in the center as much as possible. But because my double doors, it's such a natural front entrance that really needed to be where my patient lounge was going to be. And so I needed to kind of work around that, which made it a little bit trickier. And we have windows in the front, which that was kind of a headache because the front desk is basically adjacent to the window. So I end up having to get like some window coverings, which is not covering it as much as I want to. So I may have to put a film on the inside of my windows because I don't want people to be able to see, like it reduced it having the window coverings, but you can still see at nighttime, it kind of shines through a little bit more and you can see, you know, a little bit behind the front desk, which I don't like. So in the process of getting that, but, but yeah, so that's what I have now is like, we're coming through, the center double doors for the patient lounge and then kind of working around that for the main. Got you. So then ideal presented you a couple full floor plans and this is the one that you decided or were yeah. they, this is the one that you're 
they recommended and they're like, I think you should probably go with this one. And you're like, okay, I guess. Yeah. So I went with that one. Um, we did a couple, I actually kind of fell in love with one floor plan, but I realized that when, cause we didn't have a, I believe it's called like a maybe like the CAD cam version, the computer version of the floor plan. So I had to get a contractor that I hadn't even chosen yet to basically go out and get measurements, figure out where the doors are, were, where the windows were, send that over to John. So he was able to make a floor plan. Well, they kind of messed up where one of the windows were. They thought that they thought that instead of a window, it was a full wall. So mm. when they had the original floor plan, like my break room was adjacent to that wall but then um, we ended up having to, to switch it up because the windows got messed up when it got sent over to us. And so I had like, you know, we had spent so much time on this one floor plan and then it, we basically had to, you know, throw that one out because it wasn't accurate because the windows weren't in the proper places. So yeah, so I don't, I'll be honest, really, really like my floor plan, but I don't love it because my lab area is kind of close to the team entrance. And it's a little bit, ideally I wanted my sterilization and lab to be adjacent to each other, but my lab is around, it's around the corner. It's not super far, but that was one thing that I had to kind of compromise on just because of the flow. Man, it's crazy how like, even like a couple feet, right? Make a huge difference on the, on the floor plan. Mm -hmm. What, what do you think, uh, like, Advice wise for people like uh, deciding on a floor plan, what should they keep in mind when picking a floor plan? I mean, just your flow and just being mindful of your space. And, you know, for me, I know I'd mentioned in an earlier, an earlier interview. So I have six operatories. It's plumbed for six, but we're going we're gonna to start with three. But I believe that consultation rooms, I think, is like the biggest thing that I constantly heard that people hate it, that they had a consultation room. They felt like it was a waste of space. So I ended up using like more of a flex room. So eventually I will have like a barber chair in there, but then also a sit down area where you can still consult with someone and have a TV in there. That way, if I need like a quick overflow room or I need to do a quick limited, we can at least still work out of it. Even though we can't, you know, practice dentistry, we can still take x-rays and take a look. So that way it will be like a dual purpose. So just being mindful with your space and they say to minimize like your hallway space. So you, you know, Sometimes people get a little crazy with adding too many hallways and then that's square footage that's not producing any money. So just try to minimize walkway spaces as much as you can, I think has been another point that was brought up to me. I know a lot of people want like a private restroom. So that's a consideration. I just didn't have the space or at least I couldn't find the space for a private restroom. Um, And then just having like your sterilization in a central hub and just walking through like after you have it, like, okay, does this make sense? Like, I mean, my office is on one side, but yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a hike for me to get from my office to, you know, one of the treatment rooms, you know, it's just down the hall, Mm -hmm. but you don't want it to be on the complete opposite corner as well. So you have to think functionality, like, does this work well with my flow? Like my team, is this going to be a bottleneck somewhere and just kind of walk through, you know, just kind of visualize what you want. Yeah. Does your floor plan include like employee bathrooms or no? Yes. So based on what my contractor was saying is that for my floor plan, where I have my restroom, I wanted it to be tucked in more into like the break room. So it was only a team restroom, but I guess I have to have access. The patients have to be able to have access to this restroom based on the square footage. I guess once you get to a certain amount, I believe that you need it for at least the state of North Carolina or my county have that second restroom accessible to patients. So it's kind of like tucked in the back where 
you can still access it from the hall, but it's not super apparent. We'll just, you know, guide people to the one that's in the center closest to the patient lounge. But I mean, patients can technically see it if they need to go to the restroom. I didn't know that. I didn't know that was so. Yeah, I was in North Carolina. And how many square feet is your building? Uh, 2233. So 2233. Let's just say if I was in a place where it's 23,000. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I walk and I'm like, can I use your restroom? They're like, we don't have any public restrooms. Uh, You have to go somewhere else. Is that not right? Is that illegal or no? I don't know. That's a great question. I mean, I'm just trying to think like places in North Carolina because I haven't I've only been here for like two years. So um, I don't know. I I guess it maybe depends on each state law, but I don't know if it's different for like a medical facility, dental facility versus like a retail space. There may be possibly different rules for that. But I just know when I was walking through my floor plan, they're like, yeah, you have to have this restroom accessible. Wow. I mean, how Mm -hmm. awkward would that be if you're like, no, it's only for business. And they're like, actually, according to the law, I can still use it. And they're like, oh, you got me. Go ahead and go. You know, that'd still be really Yeah, I have one friend, well, a friend of a friend that um, she is practicing in an ortho office. And um, she, I guess, doesn't want to share restrooms with patients. And there's only one restroom in the whole building. I think it's a smaller one. But I'm like, I feel like you can't really tell that, you know, like where are your patients going to go to the bathroom? <laughs> yeah. You can't true. be like, oh, no, sorry, staff only. It's like, well, where are they going to go? <laughs> no. so, are, you, are, are you doing anything specific differently for the patient's bathroom compared to the employee's bathroom? No, they basically look the exact same. I just try to put it more like on the side. So it's not in the center where you see it as much. And you're only really going to see that restroom if you are in one of two operatories. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. Cause it's kind of down a hall a little bit. Gotcha. Okay. Because I know like, um, for example, Mitchell uh, from the last season, right. He did mm-hmm. like something really cool with his bathroom where people take like pictures in it all the time. Oh. So I don't know if that was like a, you yeah. know what I mean? So we have a, okay. So here's the thing. I was going to do a mirror where it's going to be like an oval and our tagline is your smile makes us smile. So my interior designer, she wanted me to have this oval because it matched basically my branding, but the mirror broke. I hopefully I didn't break it because I don't need to have any bad luck in my life. Um, but I think when it got <laughs> shipped, it broke because I, I went to go put my hand in it to take it out for them to put it up. And my hand was getting all cut up and it was bleeding. I was like, oh my God. So I realized it's broken and they don't have any more of those mirrors. I'm like, no. Ever? That was the only thing I was going to put on the mirrors. The your smile makes a smile and the oval, <sighs> which matched my branding, but it broke and they're out of order or they, they're um, back ordered. Oh, okay. I was like, you can never yeah. get it or. Maybe you yeah, it was going to be like, I think like middle of fall and I need a, I need a mirror in that restroom for the patients. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I can always switch it out, but that was the one thing that I wanted to try to do. Yeah. Got mm-hmm. you. So I want to rewind a little bit. You talked about your a flex room, like specifically what is a flex room and how much more or less is that than a regular up? So it's not plumbed at all. So it's literally basically just a chair. So I can maybe if I'm doing like Invisalign, I can put those in, take a look at it. We don't need to do any of the IPR and approximate reduction or, you know, I just need to take a look. We can take x-rays in there. But other than that, it does not have a unit at all where you can have a high speed or do like a denture adjustment or anything like that. Um, and it's, uh, let's see, it's probably about two thirds of the size of a regular operatory, 
because again, it's just a, like a small barber chair that's, it does recline, not fully, but like halfway. And then we'll have a, a chair, one chair in there for the patient to sit in once one place for the patient or the uh, treatment coordinator or front desk administrator, and then a computer and a desk. So it's kind of small. Let's see the chair itself, the barber chair. I think I found it from Henry shine. I think it's a galaxy chair. I think it was like right around $2,000 for that chair, which I was wow. going to try to see if I can find a cheaper version of it, but I didn't order it yet. Cause I'm not ready to outfit that room yet. So it'll be just be more so like a consult room until I can, you know, fill up all the other ops. And then that'll be kind of the last thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That's kind of smart. Okay. So then when you were designing this floor plan, the budget was kept in mind, right? Yes. I'm pretty sure. So then how much, or let's go to like, how did you find the architect and how'd you hire them? Um, yes. So like I said, worked with um, John. He's not an architect, but he um, has been designing for a while. And then after that, I sent it to my contractor and then he actually sent it to his architect that he works with. So I didn't have to find one on my own because he worked with this guy more, you know, for the last like 20 or 30 years. So I didn't have to find one on my own. My contractor connected me with someone. How'd you find your contractor? So um, Ideal was able to give me like a list of people in the area. And so I I chatted with a few of them. I was between, um, I ended up picking, his name is Adam Horowitz. He's been absolutely amazing. Like so down to earth, very like great at communication because I was moving from Chapel Hill to Charlotte. So I wasn't really around that often. So he would send me pictures, give me updates, like very, very transparent about, you know, what was going on or any kind of challenges. But so, yeah, so they connected me. I chatted on the phone with all, I think there was three because one ended up, I think, retiring. And so it ended up just being three that I spoke to. And I feel like I connected with him the most with his personality. And, you know, everybody gave me like a very, very, very general bid. And he honestly was a lot more reasonable, a little bit cheaper than the other people, a lot more cost effective. And I looked at his offices and checked his references and looked, you know, at the other offices that he built. And they were beautiful, looked like quality work. The people that he had worked with, they spoke spoke very highly of him. Mm -hmm. So that helped me make that decision. If I could rewind a little bit, how does the bidding process even work? How did it work for you? So one guy was like, I don't do bids. I was like, okay, well, I need something. You're like, bye. (laughs) Right. I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. That was the guy who you said was like, was, uh, I don't do bids. Just trust me. I'm going to do good. Yeah, exactly. Right here. Right. Yeah. I was like, no. Um, So I was like, well, you need to give me an idea. And I understand this is not like a, you know, I'm signing the line. I'm holding you to this, but I need to at least have a ballpark. Yeah. So he, you know, it took a lot to just even get a bid, but I think he was a little on the higher end for me in this area. Cause of, of course, geographic, wherever you are in the United States is going to differ. So yeah. I, my bids range from maybe like three thirty to up to close to 400, 370 to like just under 400. Was that guy the the douchey guy uh, at four hundreds? <laughs> yeah, no? he was. He was on the higher end. Mm-hmm. Yep. How did we know? Okay. Yep. So I was like, okay, well, I'm not not feeling this relationship. So I was like, all right, well, let me see the other two. And the, I, it was a toss up between the other two because um, the other guy that I was 
I was considering he was like closer to like 350, 370. And I know he does great work, but I think that when I looked up his offices, they looked a little bit more dated. Whereas the one that I chose, like he had like more modern. And I know that that really goes into like design, but I felt like he had a little bit more eye for, you know, little things. I think that makes an office look nice and can make those kind of decisions. Cause I wasn't going to be around during a lot of the construction. So you know, of course he ran things by me, but I really relied on his suggestions for a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Did you rely on his suggestions for the painting or no? The- no. So he had an interior designer. She charged, I think about 2,500 for her services, which really is not that bad. Con- mm. You know, considering some people spend like 10,000 or whatnot. But, um, so she helped him with like the color selection and the finishes. And then my, my cousin, she helped me with most of the furniture, which I'm still kind of struggling with because I'm like, okay, that looks good online, but I don't really like it in this space. So I returned like a few chairs. <laughs> uh, and so I'm still working on that. But she just basically, uh, basically helped me with like the, the paint color and the doors and the cabinets and stuff like that. The interior designer. Who, what's her? Yeah. Who is she? Jody's her name. But she's like through my contractor, Jody Kynes. She does, I think, work with anybody because she does it remotely. Um, and she did a great job. Uh, I think that, you know, I, I love my office is beautiful, but I think sometimes maybe in the future, like if I have a second office, I may do like even more modern. Cause I, my friend from dental school, Casey, she actually posted a walkthrough of her office recently on the, the making of a dental startup. She's in Florida. I believe it's smile. Crowd? Oh, De- Derek and yeah. Casey. Casey. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. Cool people. Gorgeous office. I was like, dang, her office is so beautiful. She did such a great job. So I don't think like some of the lighting and stuff, like I would have loved to do, but I, you know, my budget was a little tight. So I was like, you know what? I don't need a whole bunch of stuff. Like, let me just go with some of the basics and some little touches that, you know, make me happy. But, but yeah, there were some things I'm like, dang, I wish I could do that, but probably for next time. <laughs> I know her, I saw her ceiling. I, I, I think oh, I saw it all like a little gorgeous. bit, but her ceiling was, was really cool. She said she got a specific architect, right? To yeah, design it or something. Yeah. That's what, that's what she said. So shout yeah. out to Casey. She killed it. it or gorgeous office. Casey, you're I may balling. have to go down there to get my, get my clean. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that's where I go get my work done. Is, is she yeah. far from you or no? No, yeah, she's in Florida. I'm oh, in yeah. Florida, so. Duh, <laughs> I'll fly far, down yeah. there, visit her office, get my checkup. <laughs> I know, yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, her, her yeah. practice is really cool. I like the design and the painting mm-hmm, and everything like gorgeous. that. So excited to see everything. But when it comes to your uh, floor plan and, and design and everything like that, how much to date has your construction cost? So he just sent me the invoice and I've not really looked at it yet, but my quote, cause we, you had asked about cabinets too. So I did some DCI cabinets in my um, sterilization center and operatories, which I know some people probably like, why did she do that? Custom cabinets are cheaper. I know they're a lot cheaper, but I ended up just going with the DCI cause I think that they looked yeah, I, I like them. So, um, but I did get some custom cabinets in like my front desk area and in my lab area. And so that quote, I think was, I think it ended up being, cause I kind of glanced at the email today, like 13,000 for that. And I had like a sink area and then my pan machine that was custom cabinets, my, my office custom, and then the operatories 
Um, I know we're going to get more into equipment the next time. So I'll make sure I have like my sheet out for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think that it was like 3.30 originally for the construction without those custom cabinets. And then he dropped it down to like 3.22. And then I think the cabinets ended up being, the quote was I think 16 for the custom cabinets, but they, I think mm-hmm. they ended up just being like around 13-ish. How how much of a difference is it if you were to have gotten all, like let's just assume everything's custom cabinets mm-hmm. compared to DCI. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the difference? Do you really like, yeah, what is the difference? Um, that is a good question. I did not have them quote it because I pretty much, I think I had already decided that I wanted to do DCI. Um, because I Why? Think if something breaks, all I had to do is be like, hey, it's this part. I need you to replace it. Mm-hmm. And they had like a good warranty too. I didn't want to have to like track down, okay, how is this made? Like, you know, I... And the type of person where I would, I'm okay with, of course, I'm a little over budget. I keep giving disclaimer. So maybe learn from my mistakes, but um, Uh I'd much rather like maybe spend a little extra just for convenience. It's like, okay, if something does go down, like, do I have a reliable person I can call to like, I need this fixed. I don't want to have to sit there and have to track someone down try to figure out what kind of part was this, what kind of cabinet did they use, you know, I don't know. I just don't like inconvenience. So I like that they can, they have a little um, code or something on like each individual part so that they can easily, if something breaks, needs to be replaced. Um, I have a specific code that corresponds to each part. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Cause cabinetry is a big deal, but I mean, like, I, I feel like, yeah, you got it. Cause more of like, I don't want to have to deal with the, the headache, you know, how is yeah. it on warranty forever or um, not forever? I, I got all my warranties mixed up in my head. So between like the equipment and the cabinet. So I'll have to double check. I can't remember. I want to say two years, three years, maybe. Gotcha. And then you have like the option with DCI. Do you have the option to like renew the warranty after it's over or no? You, you just like, oh, I don't think so. I think at that point it's up. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Got you. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. How much, then how much was that specifically alone just for the, cause you said you didn't get the whole thing. DCI. It was just. Yeah. Just the sterilization center and the operatories. Ooh, you're asking me questions that I probably should have had my equipment thing up. <laughs> oh, you're right. This is going to be for next episode. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about cabinetry say, for the next a, episode. I'll yeah, have yeah, my yeah. line item, but <laughs> I might be spitting out very false information right now (laughs) as far as numbers. (laughs) No worries. So guys, stay tuned for the next episode. We're going to be talking about cabinetry. uh, uh, But okay. So back to the construction costs to this date, it was how much you said? Um, Before, like I said, I just got my final quote today. I haven't looked at it, but I think I had some change orders because the door I had it like switched out. I had like a glass, like my sitting, like the patient checkout area. But originally it was three twenty two. Um, I think maybe there was like two or three thousand dollars in um, change orders, and instead of paying my cabinet separate, we combined it in with my overall budget because it was just going to be easier for my contractor since he's got a good relationship with the guy that makes the cabinets. So that technically was a change order, and so that'll go. You know, he just added it, combined it onto the overall list. So it'll be over the 322 because that's getting yeah. added. Have you had a lot of change orders? Like how, no. how much unexpected construction costs would you say has there been? Zero, pretty much. Like we, when we did the walkthrough together before, um, when they had just the framing up, like 
they were very, you know, he was like, okay, well maybe do you want to do this here? You know, um, as far as like my barn door for my, like uh, the console area, I was like, oh yeah, like, let's go ahead and do that. Like there was like a couple of things that he talked about, but there was zero, I guess I don't have to knock on wood cause we're done with construction, but zero <laughs> things along the way that we were going to come across. The only thing is that we had some delays with like the plumbing because a couple of plumbing, plumbing guys, like one guy was out sick. One guy was on vacation. One guy I think got hurt. And then, uh, I think another week we, there was behind because we were, I think when they had to put up the walls and everything, like they were short staffed. But other than that, the only thing is I needed to have a new HVAC, which I knew from the beginning when the contractor originally came out. And mm-hmm. so they increased my TI from 40 per square foot to 47 to just offset. So basically I just got 40 for my TI, but to offset the cost of a new HVAC. But that's the only thing that I was like, oh crap, like, you know, I have to take that into account in my budget. Have you gotten your TI already or no? Only half of it, which that was drama. I don't know if I was, I think I might've been emailing you, but that was, that took too long. Like I submitted all the work cause we were more than halfway done, like middle of May. So I had to submit all my paperwork to them and to the accounting department. I literally just got it Friday. Uh, Friday? Friday. <gasps> I literally had to involve my attorney and like have them send emails. I'm like, What's going on? Because I would just get the run around like, oh, sorry, we're still working on it. Our accounting department is still working on it. So I call the accounting department myself and I'm like, hello, where's the TI? And they're like, oh, you need to talk to your property manager. So I go back to the property manager. Like, oh, I'm still waiting on accounting. I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. I've you know been very patient. So I was like, let me re- reach out to someone that can light a fire under them to So they understand the importance of this because I'm like, this goes into my overall budget. Yeah. And so um, my attorney, they were able to contact them and, you know, as part of all the threads and they finally, I guess it was maybe one small bit of information that they needed. And, um, but they, they should have said something on the front end and not me having to wait and track them down to, to figure out what they needed for the last piece of the puzzle. What was the small bit of information that they needed? Um, Well, they needed the lien like from my contractor, but he had already sent that. And so he actually forwarded me an email. He's like, you guys are killing me. You know, he's like, I just want you to see my response to them because they keep asking for stuff and I've already given it to them. So I guess he just resent like the same lien, but I guess that was what they needed, which was, it was a little bit of BS, but they ended mm. up getting it. But that was really stressful. <laughs> what What is that lien? L-E-A-N? L-I-E-N. Ah. So that had to be like filed by my contractor. And I think it was just. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's a construction. It's a claim made against the property by a contractor, a subcontractor who has not been paid for work done on that property. Yes. Yes. Thank that, you for that. No, it's Google. So yeah, uh, they, now I know. Now I know how to define it. So he had to file that and he hadn't. Yeah, but he had already given it to them. So that's why we're like, okay, well, whatever. Just give it him again. <laughs> and then, <laughs> And they're like, okay, we're good now. Like, we're going to drop off the check. <laughs> if you notice, things move a lot faster when more people are added to or CC'd to the email, oh, right? Everybody's 100%. Like, and Every- they're like, and just a reminder, in the lease, it says that once we're done with construction, I have, you know, I give them all the paperwork that they need. It's 30 days from that point that they need to, you know, fund me the rest of the TI money. So my attorney was like, just kindly remind them that and then let us know if you need us again. 
Gotcha. So a lean doesn't happen to every project, right? Or what would you assume it's happening to almost every I, startup? I feel like it's probably happening to most, if not all startups. Wow. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of headaches that. Yeah. That, this must've been a big headache for you. Cause oh you're my like, gosh, I was freaking out. I'm like, cause it was like middle of May that I submitted all this. And then it seemed like it's okay. Let me know what, email, you know, what address you want me to mail it to. I'm like, perfect. So it seems like it's going to be like next week or the week after. And I was following <laughs> up, following up. Finally, July, we get it. <laughs> Man, that took forever. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my friend, she actually said she didn't get her TI money until a year after being open. No, nah, that would have been, I would have been like, it's, it's double now. Like, yeah, forget it. Exactly. Super double. Like, exactly. Man, so. that's intense. Okay. Okay. So then your exterior design was on the floor plan, right? No? Um, exterior. So I'm part of a, a retail space. So I don't Could really you do have... anything with exterior design? No, no, I actually can't. I have to like, would have to get like approval. The only thing I did was the windows, the window covering with vinyl. Mm-hmm. That has like your smile makes us smile, like my um, tagline on it. And then like on my door for the team, it just has like a cover on it. It just says team entrance. But other than that, the building, no changes to it. It was just, I think, repainted maybe five years ago. And then uh, to like a white or I guess like an off-white color. And then they removed the sign that had like space for lease, which is more of like a, I guess, kind of like a box sign where it's illuminated behind that you can kind of like slide the advertisement sheet in it. So I had them remove that whole box. And on the backside, it was like gross and black and dirty. So they cleaned it and repainted it, but they repainted it a different color. So they're going to have to come back and repaint it again before I can put my main exterior sign up. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah. So that has been another waiting process. Uh, and then, you know, we had to get like the permit for it for my, you know, the town of Mint Hill to get that approved as well. Mm-hmm. Just send them another email. CC, even CC me, CC everybody on yeah. it. It just yep. randomly. Who's this like, guy? Don't worry about <laughs> it. He's getting CC'd. <laughs> He's getting CC'd to get yep. things done. Wow. Exactly. Okay. That's interesting. All right. So then last question about the floor plan is, Looking back or looking forward, what mistakes or things do you feel you possibly missed or didn't take into consideration? Like maybe space for TV screens or windows, high ceilings, stick on glass. So my, let's see here, probably where I have my tilt out bend, it's in my sterilization as well. It's a little bit tight because, you know, when you see it on paper, you're like, oh yeah, that's plenty of space for that. And then you like see it in person, you're like, oof, that's going to be a little bit of a bottleneck. So if I could have maybe created a little bit of a better hallway where my sterilization is and where the tilt out bins begin a little bit more spacious, I think it is pro- I feel like that's going to be a bottleneck, you know what I mean, at some point. And then also, I'm just trying to think, I think my operatories are fine. If anything, maybe I would have liked them to be a little longer because that chair is really like the, the toe of the chair at the six o'clock mm-hmm. once it's reclined it's really it's it's pretty close to the wall and if someone needs to go from one side to the other say like the patient or something like that for whatever reason they'll have to go all the way around they can't just Ooh. go from one side to the other so they're kind of stuck in the corner and then just you know what i mean like there's no walkway space so i think in my head i was going to be more space for that but, um, and then my office is pretty small. I mean, it's fine. I don't need to be in here hanging out all the time, but it'd be nice to have a little bit of a bigger office. But, um, again, we have to think of what's going to make money, what's going to produce. 
and having a bigger office space is not going to increase the bottom line of production. So, you know, even though it's nice to have it, like, is it actually going to move the needle and make a difference? Yeah. In your second practice, make sure you let them know, like, yes. biggest room, my office. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I want a couch in there. I need to take a nap. You need to take a nap. <laughs> Yes. Futon, everything. Exactly. Trampoline. And no, I'm just Your cartwheel, you know, get some blood in my head, wake up a little bit. We'll wake up. That's cool, <laughs> man. That's cool. Okay. So then like a little bit of a bigger, wider or longer operatory, bigger hallway, and then a little bit of a bigger office, right? Yeah, I thinking. think so. I mean, it would have been nice too to have like a nice logo wall behind the front desk, which I've seen a lot of really nice designs. Whereas my logo wall, like if you are kind of peeking into the office from outside where we have the double doors on that wall straight ahead. If you look straight, that wall is like a blue color and we will have a logo wall. That's I think it's going to get installed next week. Um, but that will be the logo wall. And then to the left will be our front desk area so that when people look in, they can see the logo wall it was like my vision, but mm-hmm. it would be nice to have it like a setup kind of like where you go to like a spa or something like that, or like, you know, a hotel check-in, you have that wall behind you. And I've seen like some nice logo walls. I think mean, it would have been nice, but just the way that my flow was, I don't, I don't know if that would have been possible. It, you know, it would have changed yeah. the floor plan a lot, but I mean, that's like a small detail. Hmm. I don't know that would have changed the floor plan a lot. I don't that's know. Sometimes I like rework it, but I'm like, oh, it's in the past now. Oh, and then my TV and my break room is way too high. I realized that when I was training with my team, everybody's like necks were kind of like <laughs> tilting back. I'm like, and my neck was hurting. I was like, why is it hurting? I'm like, oh, I had them put it up too high. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. Can you lower it or no? It's too late. It's too late. I just moved the chair, the table back. <laughs> I was like, we're just going to scoot this back for now. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. <laughs> Get some ibuprofen. Your head's going to be hurt. Get some ibuprofen. (laughs) (laughs) Ibuprofen always always on deck. That's funny. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's interesting. That's good advice right there. Like for everybody. Make sure your TV heights, you know, are in the proper, even in your operatories, make sure that they're in a proper height. (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So then what's been going on so far this week? Um, so we're going to start seeing patients next week. So we are still unpacking and just getting things um, through sterilization. Um, some of my equipment and my cassettes are back ordered. So I actually don't even, I didn't even have a basic cassette technically when I, cause I ordered it. I'm like, that's a problem. So I had to kind of piece together basic cassettes from like, cause I had, I purchased a lot of like cassettes and equipment from dental students mm-hmm. or like people selling like the dental garage sale, uh, Facebook group. And so I kind of had to like dismantle some of those cassettes that I like knew I wasn't going to need immediately or had like something extra uh, just to put basics together. And I had to order explorers from eBay. I don't order them like last week and like rush deliver it because I didn't even have enough explorers. So we were able to put together three. We might have like three and a half of a basic cassette together um, until we can hopefully get the rest of our, of our stuff that's been back ordered. So that's, that was kind of stressful just piecing that together. Um, my assistant is, is awesome. She's got actually got 17 years of dental experience. So she's super knowledgeable about like OSHA and all of like the compliance and just making sure we have like little things like, 
and she's great about like um, setting up our sterilization area, putting all our instruments together, super knowledgeable. So she's been, you know, oh, we need to get this, we need to get that, I need to get biohazard bags, I need to, you know, do all these different things that I'm like, oh crap, I forgot about that. So I'm constantly ordering things online and, but I think we should be good for next week, but just kind of getting the last freak out and before we start seeing patients. Okay. That's good. That's good. How's your, how does your husband feel about everything? Um, good. I think he feels better. He's been here um, cause he was out of town. So he's been here this week. Uh, he put together our chairs in the lobby because it took me two hours to put one and a half chair together. And it was at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? This is not my strong suit. I'm just gonna have my husband put these chairs together. I can spend my time doing other things. So he's like, this took me 15 minutes. I don't understand why it took so long. I was like, okay, this is why you're here. So he put he put together the coffee table together, the chairs together. He's putting up our uh, paper towel dispensers. I'm, Cause I'm like, I need that too. I'm like, let me order that real quick. Like, Where am I gonna put paper towels? Uh, so yeah. he's putting those up right now, hanging up where our sensors are gonna go, like outside of our sterilization area. We'll have like a little... Um, place to park our carts and we'll have some cab or some shelves to store some things there. So he's, he's just putting some stuff together, but I think he, he's like, yeah, it looks good. Like it's coming together. I got some faux plants to go like in my operatories to add a little bit of greenery to it. So it feels kind of cozy in there now. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. man. That's good. Good for it. That's a man's man right there. Like he's I know. like putting all the work <laughs> and everything. I would have like taken three hours for the, the dispenser or the yeah. you know, the paper towels and I'm like oh my gosh I just gotta take a break like it's just I know I know that's cool, so I'm man. so thankful I was like oh I was about to have a, a breakdown I was like this chair isn't coming together and like it was wobbling and I'm like oh, no one's gonna want to sit in this chair <laughs> <laughs> you overthink it and then you're like no one's ever gonna come in after this I'm gonna get the bad reviews because of the I chair. know right and they're like this lady needs to fix her chairs one star <laughs> review oh <laughs> uh, no man that's yeah. so that's interesting so next week you're going to start seeing new patients then yes so we're going to start seeing new patients um we're going to be open monday wednesday friday i'm going to open three days and just kind of get a feel for how it goes if it's like super super slow after a few weeks then i may just do two days or like consolidate um, but other than that, I'm just going to see what three days are going to do. Cause I feel like in this area, there's a lot, there's a big need again, just all these people calling with emergencies mm. If I were able to get them in. Yeah. I would, I feel like my schedule looked pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. And, um, Shalini, my friend down the street, I know I mention her all the time, but she's like, you're not going to have any problem. Like there's, you know, definitely a need in this area. And some people can't even get in for like two or three weeks into their offices if they have like any pain or anything. So Hopefully that'll give me an opportunity and tons of new neighborhoods that are being built here. And so a lot of people are moving here without a dentist. Mm -hmm. So people are starting to look up, you know, I'm, I'm in network with four insurances, um, Delta, Delta PPO, Delta premier Cigna and Humana. So those effective dates, my last effective date was July 1st. So some people that have scheduled found me through, you know, um, just being on their portal for the insurances so I think, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> gotcha. we'll see. How cool is that? How cool is it to have like Shalini always like, don't worry, you got this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like always giving you a, advice and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. For man. sure. It's nice. And she's down the street too. Cause I was going to be like, worst case, if I didn't have any basics, I'm like, can I please borrow? I will give you a rental fee. 
Like I will borrow some basic cassettes, but I we uh, were able to piece it together. <laughs> that's cool, man. Good. Yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy for that. Yeah. that Thanks. That you like just have to have a good group, good, good support system. And then, you know, you'll figure it out together. Yeah. I feel like that's, it's kind of rare sometimes to find that mm-hmm. people, a lot of people tell me the dentistry is kind of small. You know what I mean? Like in the sense yeah. of like you're alone a lot throughout yeah. the time. So but it's good only to have that. you choose to. Like there's always someone like join a study club. Like I plan on joining a study club and that way you can network and meet some other people in the area. But, you know, there's always someone, even if it's like my friends, um, Michael Tran and Melissa Torres, they, we have a, a group, it's called flossing. It's like a group chat. So if I have a question, I just ask them and like, they always respond pretty much immediately. So yeah. even I was like, okay, how much change do I need to have in the front desk guys? Cause I had to go to the bank. I'm like, oh yeah. Like all these little things I forget about. So my friend was like, okay, just, you know, start with a hundred dollars and just kind of go from there. So yeah. I'm like, all right, perfect. I can just, you know, spit out these quick questions to some of my friends that have already done it before. Yeah. Is it Michael Tran who owns Floss? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. you're in super good hands. Forget about, forget about it. You're going to be, know. they're I'm all, so lucky. man, you have like a <laughs> Avengers type of group chat going on. I know. It's pretty cool. I know. So Michael, he's, he um, went to dental school with Melissa and I, so he graduated 2015 from Howard and Melissa and I, we graduated 2016. So ever since dental school, he's always hooked it up, whether he, we need to help studying, we need to help in the lab, you know, with our denture set up, like he always was helpful. So we were, you know, we were just texting today about random stuff. So he, yeah. he motivates us. <laughs> yeah. We got to let him know that we mentioned oh, yeah. him in this episode. So he oh yeah. Like, what? For sure. <laughs> Special shout out to Dr. Michael Tran. Yeah. <laughs> Super cool. Michaels are pretty cool. So I know, right? Yeah, I'm surrounded by all these amazing Michaels. No, okay. Awesome, Ashley. Thank you so much for letting us a little bit more into your life and the floor plan. So with that being said, sign us out. All right. Well, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, My Instagram is at Dawson Modern Dentistry. And my personal Instagram is at Ashley underscore DDS. And you can find me on Facebook as well. And of course, just make sure that you're listening to all of our episodes And thank you for tuning in. This is the making of Dawson Modern Dentistry.